everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 165, The Weight Penalty. On this episode, we discuss the worth of weight on the trail, penalty versus reward, and how that directly correlates to you being comfortable outside of your comfort zone. We share the differences between gear that is a weight penalty versus a comfort item and offer you pro tips in reducing the unnecessary ounces. Get talking about this topic, join in on the discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and start the conversation. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. Wow. So we have hit the road in the Airstream and we're out we are out of atlanta it feels so good um and planning a trip across the country uh it it takes a lot more work than i thought um and so i've been using this program called the dirt that's the dirt.com it's a it's like the top like planning trip for campgrounds routes i mean trails it's it's the number one so i've been using it uh, they've got like a million user submitted locations and they have reviews and they have tips. The platform is free to use on the web. It's got an iOS and Android app with additional functionality available in the paid pro version. So this baby's free to use, but if you want to get the pro version, you get 30% off all the campgrounds, which we have already found pays for itself in three days. So really love the, really love that program, it has helped tremendously. You save 40% on your first night camping. That's Sunday through Thursday. There's a two-night minimum. And, of course, holidays are excluded. You also get 10% off all other nights at campgrounds, offering a premium discount. And then you get 30% off of camping gear if you need to buy camping gear through them. So it's the cost for our listeners is $35.99 a year. So most of the campsites that we stay at, they're anywhere between 20 and 50 bucks a night. So you can see how that pays for itself right away. Just go to our website, trustthetrailpodcast.com, and click on our exclusive offer for our listeners. It's right on the front page. That is thedirt.com. So check it out. If you're looking for additional gear, we still have the backpackerstore.com going strong. The power is in the search. You can use the search area to type in the piece of gear that you want and then compare prices. We have all the outfitters. That site was built for you guys. We own the site. We built the site. We have Moose Jaw, Campsite Saver, Eastern Mountain Sports, Enlightened Gear, Hyperlite, MSR. They're all on the backpackerstore.com. In full disclosure, we built that site for you at no additional cost. It doesn't cost you anything to use it. We do take a small commission off of any gear you buy and we put back into our podcast. That is the backpackerstore.com. Well, I guess everybody is hearing my voice so they know I'm back. Yeah, good to see you, uh, <laughs> Miss uh, Hornet Wasp Sting Woman. Among other things, uh, diverting my attention uh, from you guys, but uh, it's all over with. It's all in the past. Going your hand, strong. Your hand was so big. <laughs> It, it, like, it was res- no longer resembling a hand of any form whatsoever. So I know this was a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, but when Ariane, uh, she was sitting outside in the steps, um, it was apparent that she was having a reaction to the sting. 
And of course, my wilderness first aid identity, my, my thing came out. And I'm like, where's your EpiPen? And Ryan goes, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> I, said, I said it is. <laughs> it's it buried is. in the car somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. We're, <laughs> she's going to go down. <laughs> But I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you're okay. Um. So so my apologies for being out. Uh. But I I know Scott did a pretty good job at at, at holding the fork uh, down, holding the fort, holding the fort down, and the fork. He's been eating a <laughs> lot, <the> fork. <laughs> trying to trying to get rid of what has been in our fridge. Well, apparently I got in. Uh, I got in a little hot water. Uh, with uh, without your partner, without my partner, um, and I, I want to clear up kind of a misunderstanding um, on why you should go solo uh, podcast. So I, I got a, a very uh, well thought out um, uh, message off of our Instagram account, and uh, uh, I, I wanted to kind of clear this up because in case other people thought the same way about episode. Uh, 163, why you should go solo. And I referenced an article that I had read um, from a woman hiker who had talked about, you know, fears on the trail, legitimate fears. But but she had referenced that um, one of the fears are other hikers. And that's really kind of what I separated what she was saying with... um, you know, what other hikers? That, that was my question. Like, well, what other hikers? And so I was kind of looking for a source. That's really what the whole um, article and my, um, not really beef, but kind of confusion with the article. So anyway, uh, this person uh, pretty much said that it, had much, it would have been much more effective if Ariane had been on it. Well, that's a given. <laughs> All of them are much more effective with you here doing the podcast with me. Uh Not to say that Scott's points were invalid simply because he is male, but it was frustrating to hear a man discrediting an article that a woman wrote. No, I wasn't discrediting the article. I thought the article was good. What I was discrediting was where the source was or what where she was getting information from and did she have personal experience, which wasn't clear in the article, of other hikers being bad actors. Um, that's where I was trying to go with that. And so if um, if that was not clear, I'm kind of making that clear. It wasn't, it wasn't about the article itself. It was the fact that in my experience in, you know, in years and years on the trail, I've never, it, and that's why I cited the stats on then. then. You know, the stats um, clearly say that there are, that the, the hikers are not bad actors at all. In fact, it's very, it's so rare. So I was confused when the article said other hikers. Well, I think automatically when you're discussing women from a male perspective, there's, and this is me being a woman feeling somewhat similar. Be gentle with me. <laughs> is that there's, there's a guard that's placed like immediately in, in saying, well, you're you're unrelatable from a gender perspective like you don't understand it's not coming from a credible source because of the gender unrelatability and i think that that's kind of what stemmed from this and and huge appreciation uh 
for the insights and the discussion because that's really what we love is the dialogue of anything that we say because we are certainly one perspective over here and there are there's a lot that we don't go into and there's a lot to discuss in any given topic that we discuss but and I agree hands down the perspective and the tone would have adjusted and altered in this and it would have brought a different added element to it had I been present I was doped up to a high degree on meds <laughs> and and I don't know that I would have been very useful in this case yes so it's kind of what it is but I also at the at the same time I'm not sure that that my voice or my perspective or a woman's point of view was was going to alter necessarily perhaps how probably several people felt and that's mainly because I cannot directly relate to a lot of the anxieties that were voiced in in this perspective in this particular communication to us but also it communicated out there in general I just I, I don't like to empower uh, any negative or concerning ideas about women hiking on the trail because I don't embody this idea of energy being placed out into the universe to like make it happen or, or it to be of concern. And I have a very different perspective when I hike solo and I feel very empowered that I am no different um, and that there isn't a gender difference on the trail. And so for, for me, my perspective alone, I think would have bad info bad info absorbs more attention hands down. And I, I think that it turned perhaps into a perspective from others and probably others, many others, that it was more cited towards you not having a perspective on what a woman is, is feeling. Yeah. But honestly, it, it, the, the article itself, it was very, very generalized and it, and it's aiding and further fears that I don't, want to empower yeah and I, I think that's i think that's well said um i'm you um and i'm not in trouble what i just got <laughs> out of the article was it was a generalization and when i saw the well i'm afraid of other hikers on the trail i'm like what that's where i i got well my my gig is this i think the the trail is um very gender neutral because i look at it this way it rains on everyone. It snows on everyone. You know, um, it's cold. It's hot. It the trail treats everybody exactly the same, and so I don't really look at it as, you know, the whole point of the podcast is to trust that trail and to trust that you know things are going to be okay. Because quite frankly, if we lived in a world, and I know we've got a lot of things going on right now. Uh, with the pandemic, but if we lived in a world where we were afraid of other hikers, then that would set the benchmark to be where I'm afraid of other people. And I, I can't leave the house or I can't go here. I can't go there. And in my perspective, I feel, and, and I think I could probably say, speak for you when I say this, and you can, you know, slap me in the back of the head if I'm wrong about this, is that I think we feel safer on the trail than we do in our in our own backyard. You know, there's just something about the trail that just gives us that that peace. And I feel I I always feel safer when I'm out there because I this the odds and the stats prove that. And so that's kind of what I 
that's, it was what, the that's lack, how I look at it. The lack of stats involved in it. But I, but I, we love the dialogue. We love, oh, yeah, yeah. We no, love I the love communication. Them. And, and honestly, um, I appreciate the, you know, I, quite frankly, I appreciate it. It was very well written. Um, and, uh, there was a lot of thought put into it. And I, I, you know, that's what we love. We love getting, uh, that correspondence. And so, uh, you know, because everyone does have different perspectives on uh, not only life, but different perspectives on the trail. Um, but certainly, uh, it wasn't meant to be anything but, um, you know, like just looking at that one sentence in that article, I think. One sentence for a 45-minute po- <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right. It can really go. Well, you know. Go on a roller coaster I, listen, for you. I've, but... been dealing, I've been dealing with the fear factor taking people out for this is my 12th year now uh uh taking people out that have never gone backpacking before and you know quite frankly as far as uh things that have happened uh both to uh male and females i'd have to say at this point it's 50 50 i mean I, I the funny uh the real funny stories are usually uh the guys and the um Oh, I mean, Kyle, look how look how many things have happened to me on the trail just by taking people out on the trail. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's you know, it's all different. It's all different perspectives. So so we want to talk a little bit about uh, weight penalties, comfort gear, and um, we're going to share what our comfort gear items are. And then if there are weight penalties or not. And because um, the same question we get all the time as far as how to reduce my weight, how to reduce my weight, how to reduce my weight. And as we're starting to do pack shakedowns uh, or virtual pack shakedowns, um, getting ready for the trips that we're, we're going to be in the Smokies in just a, a couple days. Um, and we're doing these pack shakedowns. It always comes out, well, did I bring too much? How can I reduce the weight? And... Uh, we like that always was a kinda... lot heavier in reality, hiking up that very, very long hill. It always seems want... like we see the same stuff, right, too. Right, right. So, I mean, we're embarking on this new lifestyle of ours. And I think it's so funny because we we teach something that we're very, very comfortable in. Uh, but yet, we're in now to a lifestyle that we completely are newbies in. <laughs> I mean, relatively, it's the same concept. But... And, and we did a lot of the same thing. We packed for the what if. Like, our perspective is altered from a house to a trailer with, uh, you know, less less room all the way around. Less square footage, less height, less uh, circumference. And so the reality of what you really need in that small space definitely alters from your day-to-day rhythm in a larger environment. And I think that a lot of us, when we first start packing or thinking about making our purchases for, for backpacking or even adding into, it's very easy to get thrown into this like misconception of like what you really do use and what, what you really need. And so we noticed that we put in a lot of what if items ourselves into this new lifestyle and we've already started purging excessively going, what were we thinking? We didn't, we don't need this. It's not multi-purpose. The whole point of us doing this and, and you get like kind of like thrown into that mix. And so it really inspired us having been out there doing it and like realizing that we packed 
too much. We packed too much weight. It kind of inspired the depth of this podcast. And so let's kind of get into the bare basics. 101 of pack weight and what that looks like. What's the difference? Um, So really, there's this huge, huge drive. And everyone is becoming so obsessive about this topic of weight. Base weight. Base weight, right? What's your base weight? And it's it's getting into these extreme manners. And, and I I love it. I get excited by it. I want to also do extreme. But then there's this, well, what's comfort to you? And so as these, as people start boasting about their base weight and as people are like, well, I do this and I do this and I do this to, to become lighter and lighter and lighter, it's harder to kind of like, to have a range for what is considered a good weight. And this is something that we've hit and we've seen more in discussion with, with people that maybe are kind of in their first stretch of the leg of, of, of kind of learning that for themselves in backpacking. Yeah, I think the desire to get your base weight down uh, to hardly anything, well, first of all, it's going to be expensive to do. (laughs) So you better have, uh, you know, you're going to have to be prepared to uh, write a kind of a big check there. Um, But you can do it. You know, you've got technology affords us today. You know, you've got Z-Pack, Hyperlite. uh, You've got very lightweight um, packs. uh, You've got uh, synthetic uh, down, and you've got down bags now, like the Enlightened uh, series and quilts that are just great. Western uh, mountaineering just makes super lightweight down uh, sleeping bags. So you can get your base weight down pretty, pretty good. But the thing that we see after the obsession with the base weight is then it goes bad. So. And, and then it goes, okay, so I've spent $1,000 getting my weight down to, you know, like nine pounds base weight. Now I'm going to bridge that gap of the weight I just but saved. Then now I'm going to bring my all my electronics. I'm going to bring everything that makes me feel comfortable and because I have a low base weight. And, and I think that's really where we see... Um, you know, people then say, well, man, I, I spent all this money on such a low base, but I still don't understand why my pack is, you know, 30 pounds or 28 pounds or 27 pounds, which is kind of like the new norm that we see out there quite a bit. And we're like, well, it's because of comfort stuff. And your what ifs. And your what ifs. And what what is that weight worth? And you stopped considering weight at the base weight. Right. Because That's when you're you like, stop caring. Well, I'm like, wait now. <laughs> right. right. Well, let's, let's kind of like dig right into the nitty gritty 101 because uh, uh, I think that's important to kind of like discuss um, a parameter of what we're talking about. So your, your backpack weight, your backpack weight should not be more than 20% of your total body weight and your day pack. So if you're just day hiking it really should only be 10%. Now those facts and figures are based, the component alone of just more traditional backpacking. We are not talking about anything ultra lightweight at this point. But think about it, put it into perspective. Let's say the average person weighs about 150 pounds. 150 pounds, that means that your pack is weighing 30 pounds, 30 pounds in total. And that's kind of a lot depending on where you're going. Now, 30 pounds is not a bad figure, but 30 pounds perhaps 
not loaded correctly turns into a lot more than 30 pounds and it's how you carry it. So, so if you're talking about traditional backpacking alone, your base is like 30 pounds. If you're at 30 pounds, you are at a really relative good base weight um, for, for backpacking, right? And, but then just think about all those other components that are layered on. Lightweight backpacking, your base weight is going to be 20 pounds. As you get more into the ultra lightweight backpacking and hyper light backpacking, you're down to like 10 and five pounds for a base weight. Now, a base weight, a lot of people don't necessarily know this and, and those that do, let's just get a reminder course on it. It's the base weight is the total weight of all of your main gear all of your really vital, important gear, excluding consumables, which is your food, your water, your fuel, all these things, which, uh, you know, really vary by the condition or how long you're going out there um, and 10 million other components uh, that everybody has kind of probably already dabbled in. Yeah, you're not going to be able to change the weight of your tent. You're not going to be able to change the weight of your sleeping bag. You're not going to be able to change the weight of your backpack. Um, and, and those, those might are vary usually static pieces of gear. Winter to yeah. summer backpacking. Right. And and so you've got your base weight. So if, if you think, oh, 30 pounds is the base weight, well, <laughs> you haven't even added anything into that. And water is going to be your heavy component. So, it, so what we're talking about in this podcast is all the other stuff outside of base weight. We're not going to get into the nitty gritties of ultra lightweight versus traditional gear and the weight differences of that, because your base weight is very, very contingent upon like how much you can spend, how much you're willing to spend, and kind of how serious you are about this. And once you, once you dig into it and learn what you want. So that aside, we were talking about all the extras in this podcast. Yeah, and that's really where it adds up, folks. I mean, it's uh, we we see it time and time again. And I, I know we've talked about it before, but you know we see these uh, you know these backpackers that they do spend a lot of money on their base weight, and uh, but then you know they it, you know the sleeping pad is really heavy, and uh, or they bring so much extra clothes. I feel like they're going on an expedition instead of a you know two or three night backpacking oh, trip. I've, I've been there, done that. <laughs> or you know they bring enough food for ten days, and they're going out for two nights. Um, and then it's all the camera, it's all the digital equipment, it's all the electronics, and it's, you know, things like that, that, you know, there's a difference between penalty weight and your comfort items. And, you know, I think when you start getting into really what your comfort items are, you really have to do some serious look, you have to really take a look at, you know, okay, is this comfort item something I really need out on the trail what does it do for me and what value does it give for me and so we kind of start backwards from the little stuff and we ask ourselves for for instance like you know what's your comfort item what's my comfort item and the the fact is then we ask ourselves if we didn't have it would it make our trip uncomfortable or less enjoyable? And if their question is, you know what? 
I don't I don't think I've ever pulled it out of my backpack <laughs> or I don't think I've ever used it. Well, it's not very, then it it's goes not in, aiding in the comfort at that point. Then it goes into the what if category. I'm bringing it for the what if. And then you know, I have to really ask myself if that what if situation came true and I didn't have that piece of gear, would it hurt me or save me or is it critical or would I be like, Oh, you know what? I didn't even really need that piece of gear. Right. What are the real components, like the the consequences of you not bringing that what if piece of gear? What's yeah. What's going to happen? And really kind of dive into that and try and figure it out because that's going to answer whether or not it becomes an important piece of gear for you. I mean, for example, you know, right now we're when we pack the airstream. At first, we thought we needed like you know twenty towels because when you're at home. You have like 20 towels at home, right? That's a right? slight exaggeration. Well, we never but, packed 20. But, you know, we have a lot. We, so, did, ha- we did pack six. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, why are we using six? But, yeah, why are we using <laughs> six towels? So, because laundry now is kind of an issue. You know, we're, we don't have the luxury of doing laundry anytime we want. We're going to have to schedule it. And so, you know, do we really need that many towels? Or, oh, yeah, maybe, you know... Two or three towels are just going to have to last a little bit longer. The reality is, is by the time you're using the towel, you're already clean. So you're really not dirtying the right, towel. That's a whole debate. That's a whole debate. <laughs> Unless we're using it to clean the dogs. I know. I feel like we need Dr. <laughs> Fauci to actually answer that. You know, like how dirty is a towel after you get out of the shower? Um, we but, need to know the science yeah, behind we need this. To know the science Therefore, behind we can reduce to, the to one dirty each. towel. <laughs> So, but that's that's the thing. The same thing with backpacking, kind of, is that you know uh, you want to save weight. Um, you know, really save weight is you know do your do your uh, you know do your uh, pack shakedown after your backpacking trip. Ariane taught me that. Uh, she is the uh, the queen of queen essential of taking people out and say okay. Trips over and they're like, oh my god, that that's that was great. Had you're, a great time. You're not done yet. Take your gear out. <laughs> And uh, they'll be like, what? <laughs> and like, what didn't you use? And you know what? It's a lot of gear. It's a, it, it's it's a, a lot. You'd be surprised. It's a lot of gear. It's a lot of gear. Um, there's a very interesting, I, I wish I had stats to back it up, but I don't. But I, I do know time and time and time again, those that even do long distance hiking are still perplexed by the time they've been out on the trail for months, months. And they're like, yeah, I never really did. I just... I never used it. I just, I, I just kind of kept it in there. And I'm like, even then, even then, they don't get rid of it. There, but, but there's so many things that you don't use. So let's talk a bit, a little bit about penalty weight, and then we'll dig into the fun stuff, which is the comfort item, and what Scott and I both personally bring for comfort. But penalty weight is something that you're really going to have to kind of take into consideration, and those are the variables that are based off of like your location perhaps terrain, uh, what season you're hiking in, what the weather components are, are doing. This is all part of plan ahead and prepare. We talk endlessly about it. I mean, this should be the name of our podcast, <laughs> really. But, you know, what are your water sources? Now, keep in mind this penalty weight, and that's what I look at it as, is 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 water, essentially water consumption. And water is going to be your heaviest item that you consistently carry and so when when you're looking at planning ahead and preparing to take it into consideration and we're not going to do maybe i i just i blurbed on a pro tip of mine 
Oh, that's okay. <laughs> but um, you really need to kind of factor in where your sources are, uh, what what season it is. Has it recently, have the river swelled on you? Have the creek swelled on you? Uh, has it recently, there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot more opportunity to fill up. Uh, what is your water system? Um, and is it easy to access your water to be able to like dip and go? Because that is going to ultimately reduce the amount of water that you need to carry. And that is the heaviest, that's really the heaviest of it. One liter of water weighs over two pounds, just over two pounds. So as you continue to add into the liters, let's take two liters, for example. That's pretty general rule of thumb. Um, two liters is going to cost you nearly four and a half pounds of penalty weight. Well, so I mean, but it's not really, penalty it's weight. It's not penalty because it is an important. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it, it's like penalty weight to me is unnecessary gear that you're carrying. Unnecessary gear. Now, what does unnecessary gear mean? That means gear you're not going to use. And when, so example, can you carry two pair of socks instead of three? Can you carry two pair of uh, undergarments instead of four? Can you carry, you know, and the big thing is, do you really need to carry that big stick of deodorant? You know, do you need that stick of deodorant? Where are you, who are you going to meet on the trail that you need to smell pretty for? You know, can, is, is that a weight penalty? Um, do you need to carry, you know, the, the package of baby wipes that you, you know, that people buy all the time? You know, 50 or 25 to a pack. Do you need 25 of them? You know, do you yeah. need all of them? Yeah, can, can you, you put four or five of them in a plastic baggie? Right. You know, those are the weight penalties, in my opinion, that, you know, people then start bringing in because, you know, they don't want to repackage it. They don't want to, like, count out, you know, one, two, three, four <laughs> baby wipes. They, you know, it, it, they, you know, that's a weight penalty to me. It's the lazy hiker that packs, like, or grabs all the stuff right at a grocery store right before they and go shoves back it in their and pack. shoves it in their pack. Right, right. Now that is penalty. No, no, you're right. You're right. That is penalty weight. And that is kind of what we're talking about. I, I guess I got off on a little tangent, but really what I'm thinking about is unnecessary weight of the water because more often than not people, it, it's like a, what if like I, I'm good. I'm going to dehydrate. I need to. And, and, and there's a, it's a practice. It's a practice of learning, you know, what you need to know ahead of time to be able to carry less that, and I, and I don't want to, I don't want to come off as, as, as it being read that penal water is penalty weight. It's, it's a necessity. Well, it's only penalty weight when you have so much water around you and you're carrying, you're you carrying know, three, three liters, liters. <laughs> of it. So you know, when it's for, unnecessary to do so is what I'm well, referring to. Yeah, no, you're right. And unnecessary weight, as far as water, um, is this is one of the ways to fix it is you drink um, you drink your water. You drink, uh, man, you, you, over a gallon of water two days, a gallon of water every day, at least two days before a big backpacking trip. Because if you're if you get dehydrated on the trail, there's no rehydrating you again. Your body's only going to hold twenty percent of that water. You're going to be peeing all out. You're going to be peeing that water right out of your system. You're already dehydrated. So if you want to save water weight, 
then you want to drink water before you go out on the trail. And then if you're going to have a lot of water around you, then you can just easily do the dip and go method and then drink that liter of water at that creek or at that river. And, you know, as you're as you're going, you know, uh, uh, the big difference between the Appalachian Trail and the Pacific Crest Trail, of course, is that the Appalachian Trail, there's water everywhere, probably like your first hundred yards of the trail. <laughs> and the Pacific Crest Trail, you're going to be hiking, um, uh, I believe it's about 23 miles to your first water source. And it's in the desert. So, you know, that you have to determine, you know, you have to prepare and figure out where you're going to be. And, you know, carrying, you know, three liters of water and then I'm going to carry, you know, uh, you know, two big things of, of uh, water in my Nalgene bottles uh, in my backpack. You know, that then becomes kind of penalty weight because it's overkill. Right. And so, you know, you just kind of have to take a look at that. Um but it's unnecessary gear. I, I think it's unnecessary gear that you're you think you might use, or you think it might be good, um, and in the end, it um, it doesn't really make any difference if you have it or not. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, when you when you talk about weight, when you talk about pack weight, and and unnecessary snacks is one of them. The food bag. <laughs> That's. That's mine. That's your weight penalty. <laughs> that so that is my weight penalty and I have learned how to manage it a lot more. Um, the more comfortable I am in in understanding how my body reacts to the different terrains or heats. Um, I, I'm a lot I'm I've learned how to manage uh, my weight penalty which is is excess snacks and you know, large, heavy meals at night? Well, it's the, the weight penalty with the food. I, I mean, generally what we see is the, you know, you go to the grocery store, you know, the night before your trip, you're trying to plan your food or, you know, you're digging through your cupboards the night before and you, you find some snacks and you're like, oh, these will be good for the trail. I'm going to eat these. Well, <laughs> they've been sitting in your drawer in your kitchen for eight months for a reason. Scott says this because this is what I do the night before a back. It's because trip. <laughs> it's because you don't like them. They're they're in your they're in your drawer for a reason. They're, it's not like they're a popular item. It's not like <laughs> they have not been used. They haven't been used because expiration date is coming up. <laughs> oh god, a long time ago. <laughs> you know, I pulled out snacks before. I'm like, God, this is like three years old. It's because I don't eat it at a home. And so, what makes me think that? miraculously i'm gonna hit the trail and i'm gonna go boy oh boy man you know that cliff bar that's been sitting in my drawer for 3.5 years that is completely discolored now man i'm hungry for that <laughs> i mean it's just not gonna happen and you're not gonna eat it i'm not gonna eat it and so you know i have learned that you know if i'm pulling stuff out of a drawer for a backpacking trip to fill my need for snacks that you know to be honest i'm not a big snack person on the trail then that's a weight penalty then you're going to end up with you know two three pounds worth of snacks when you come home and two to three pounds that you could have saved hiking up that mountain or hiking up that hill um with needless amount of snacks 
remember, you know, like it's one to two pounds of food per day, depending on how long you've been on the trail already. And there's a lot of science behind when you first get out there and you first start backpacking that first day. It's, you know, you, your body's going, oh, what, what, what are we doing here? What? Hello. And it suppresses your appetite. So that's the, that's a, the, the food thing is always the, the, the big weight penalty. I, I see unnecessary food items. And then of course, you know, the clothes bag is right next to it with the unnecessarily amounts of clothes for, you know, even a five day backpacking trip. You know, it, it looks like people are going on an Alaskan expedition sometimes. <laughs> and it's just, you know, you can do a lot. Um, you, you're really not going to, you're you know, when you hike, um, there's two things that are going to be happening on your hike. It's either going to be uh, not raining <laughs> or raining. <laughs> Everything else can be can I'm be gonna, mitigated. I'm going to throw cold in that. Okay, yeah, but because, but but even in cold, even in cold weather, you're hiking. You're you're. I mean, you're going to be warm. You know, even when it's right. like 40 degrees outside, it, it, yeah. and you're going to be warm. You're expending so the energy. So you, you're 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 hiking. So what what do you what possibly could you be wearing? Probably either a long sleeve shirt and pants, or in the summer, short sleeve shirt and shorts. That's it. Everything else then is about keeping your body temperature regulated when you're done hiking. Right. When you're done hiking. <laughs> so then your clothes really becomes your asset at your campsite when you're done or taking breaks or taking a snack as Ariane would be doing. Oh um, <laughs> and Take so many snacks. And then, you know, thinking about, okay, well... You know, am I a cold sleeper? Am I a hot sleeper? What kind of sleeping bag do I have? Do I invest in, you know, a good sleeping bag? Do I invest in a good tent? You know, what's that going to be like? And I'm at camp now. And then, you know, you 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 know, you pull out clothes that are appropriate. They're going to be appropriate for your lifestyle and the conditions of the trail, depending on what elevation you're at. Um, you know, um, well, in the summer, you don't need to bring the parka. You know, uh, for the just in case. What if it gets cold? I'm a cold sleeper. I'm going to bring the parka. You know, so I think that a big becomes fear of weight a lot penalties. Of, a big fear of a lot of people is 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 I'm going to be too cold. But it's also about the right. It's also about the right type of gear because I've I've seen a lot in the past, not so much anymore, because I feel like so much education is thrown towards the. But in the past, I've seen a lot of people bring additional unnecessary heavy layers to add the warmth value of what you would get with a lighter weight version of the right material well i'll t- i'll say this leave the leave the all the extra clothes at home and go get a sleeping bag liner you know that that'll really make all the difference it's really super lightweight it fits in your sleeping bag. It can add anywhere from 10 to 15 degrees warmth in your sleeping bag. It's easy to compact. And in the end, it's going to be lighter than bringing four or five extra pair of shirts and your fleece and your parka and your down jacket. <laughs> and, you know, so well, I, I think mean, that's a way. Yeah. I think that's a way to save weight. It is. A, it is a pro tip. You've used I've... that be, before, too, right? You've used the liner successfully. I love the liner. Yeah. I love the liner. I... I, you know, it's always it's always a debate. Do I take the liner? Do I not take the liner? Do I take the liner? Do I? It, and it's always a last minute yes or no. 
And it depends on what comfort items I've thrown in there, whether or not it ends up coming or not. Um, so, you know, kind of, I guess we're going to talk about what is your comfort item? Yeah, let's talk about our weight penalty comfort items, which is completely different. So here's the comfort item versus the weight penalty definition. If you absolutely, if it's going to, if it's going to just make your, if you're just going to have the biggest smile on your face out in the wilderness because you brought this item, that that is not a weight penalty. That is a comfort item and you should bring it within reason. Like, like a like a chair, reclining chair would be really heavy. I think a general rule of thumb is most people have at least one comfort item. Oh, everyone has a comfort item. Everybody. Absolutely. And I think it's it's such a mental game when you're out on the trail a lot of times. Perhaps maybe not for one overnight. But the longer you go and the different components that you're going to face, whether it's weather, terrain, or new environment, or whatever, it, it, it really pays to invest. I don't know if pays it's worth the wait uh, to invest in something that's going to make you mentally boosted. Yeah. So, okay, so what's your comfort item? (laughs) Well, I'm going to expose myself to the world here. And uh, my comfort item, one of them, is underwear. Okay. (laughs) Scott is currently looking at me (laughs) with his eyes crossed. (laughs) I... For me, it's like a mental block. It's like I, it, it makes me feel, now, extremely lightweight, but I take, I take a few more pair than the average person does. It's a mental thing. I like it. Like how many are you bringing? Like when, on a three-day trip, how many, how many are you bringing? Well. If you say like five. One for every day. Okay, one for every day is not bad. I'm thinking you're bringing extra. No, like, no, no, like no, no. Like you're bringing no, enough no. to actually say, well, I may not be, I may not come back to the trailhead. <laughs> I may just live out here. Just, well, you know what? That thought I'm, actually does cross I'm, my I'm mind planning, every time okay, I go that's out. a what if. That's a weight penalty. Okay, but I don't bring extra underwear. I can easily do laundry out on the trail if I need to. <laughs> I can figure it out. No, but I, I mean, I bring one for every single day that I'm hiking out there. It's my thing. Gotcha. I, I, I like to go to sleep with a fresh pair on. Well, and that, that you know what, that's a, that's a mental lift and that's a mental boost. It uh, helps uh, me. Mental uh, boost, absolutely. I think the biggest thing is like, you know, no matter what the situation is, um, whatever the weather situation is, if you can get in your tent, lay down for the night, put your head down, and you're happy um, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing, depending on what, and, and it doesn't make any difference if it's raining, snowing, hot, cold, makes no difference. If you are happy when you are laying down in your tent, you have probably brought the stuff that makes you pretty happy. If you're saying, oh my God, I'm never going backpacking again. I don't think <laughs> I'm you. I'm hurting everywhere. I think you need to find a comfort item in there. I you l- need to find a comfort item. I like a butt pad. Well, the butt pad... The, multi-purpose. Well, I bring the butt pad too, but we have dogs, and so it's a multi... It's definitely a multi-use thing for both of us. Right, right. Yeah. What is what is your biggest one? Well, I don't think that's a big secret. Um, I I mean, my comfort, comfort item... I bet you if we paused right now, most people could figure it out. Most people would figure it out. But my comfort item that is 100% all the time going in my backpack is uh, coffee. And I will spare no expense. 
Coffee. Coffee, coffee? To me. I was And going I will to... actually bring... Okay, here's even... Now, I thought you were going to say your MSR Flex Skillet. Well, the MSR Flex Skillet is... I, um, I use it. So, like, I use it a lot when, um, you know, I make breakfast. Because, you know, I make that um, pre-cooked bacon all the time. So, I don't know if that's a weight penalty. I mean, I... It's a, yeah. it's a comfort item. Yeah, like, I would, I would say, though, if I didn't have it, would I need it? No. I would not need it to make my backpacking trip successful. But I would not be a happy backpacker. You know, like I would not be going in my tent happy at night knowing I'm not going to cook myself bacon in the morning. However, my coffee supersedes the bacon. The coffee, if there was a hierarchy chart, the coffee would be on top and the bacon would be lower than the coffee. Okay, but Scott, I... Because coffee make no coffee make Scott grumpy. I was about to say, I don't feel that coffee can be considered any type of penalty or comfort item for you because it is a necessity. It is a life survival oh God, item. It's a survival piece of gear for me. <laughs> I do not believe it falls in any other category but survival. I mean, I'm telling you, I could if I'm if I'm ever lost anywhere with no way of ever getting out of the jungle, I hope it's in like a coffee bean. I hope it's somewhere in like in Colombia. <laughs> like I'm on a coffee bean farm. Just transport like, to Colombia. All right, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you don't have to rescue me now. I'm good. I just had a little fire here. Let me grind this coffee. I guess, okay, so I guess. I'd have to be by water too, of course, you know, to make the coffee. But I think that would probably be the ultimate. You know, like, okay, I'm good. I'm good to go. Helicopter hovers. I'm good. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Don't take me away from my yeah, coffee. No, you're good. Keep going. <laughs> All um, right. Well, totally. And I, off on and, a I, and, I, and I bring cream too. So I think if there okay. was a weight penalty in there, it's actually sometimes I bring the half and half little creamers from Chick fil A. Right. I'd be interested to hear what other people's weight penalty versus comfort item is. So very interested to know. But really what we're talking about is how to, you know, lighten your load through these things that we're, that we're talking about. And it, and it all boils down to the ounces. Ounces add up to pounds. And the more you look at all of your ounces and you dig in and you, you know, analyze after the fact uh, and you start to really question what you need those ounces start turning into pounds and that's one of the things with base weight obsession is that what happens with base weight obsession is you get your base weight so low that you're that you forget now and then you start throwing items in your your backpack because you're like well my base weight is so low i mean how much weight how much weight is gonna am i really gonna add but it does all really add up very very quickly and we do see a lot of People that have done great on base weight and then really struggle with why they still have a heavy backpack. And, you know, the we've talked about this many times. These lightweight backpacks are not meant to carry heavy gear. They're meant to be very lightweight. Right. And so once you invest in lightweight, you're committed to lightweight. So you better choose your comfort items carefully. <laughs> choose wisely <laughs> might have comfort to, items. Might have to put two mm. pairs of underwear back. Yeah, no, I think you're okay with the underwear, but the order, the big, some of the big sticks of deodorant I see, you know, that's a weight penalty for you. I still think that's a weight penalty. I'm gonna live and die with the deodorant being a weight penalty. 
Um, well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. If you enjoy the podcast, we'd like to uh, and show some love. Go to the Trust Trail Podcast and click on our merch link. We have partnered with Teespring and have created a Trust the Trail store. We have coffee cups, t-shirts, hoodies with all your favorite sayings. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our Trust the Trail newsletter that's going out on the 15th from officially somewhere in Tennessee, um, probably Gatlinburg. I promised Ariane that I can't go get a old-time photograph taken while I'm in Gatlinburg. So the newsletter will probably be coming out there. Uh, Shout-outs to our lovely and amazing Facebook members. You guys are great. Thank you for all the people that do email us, message us through all of our platforms. Uh, we love the comments. We really love when you guys engage with us. Um, and thank you for the support. We could not do this podcast without our patrons who help support the podcast. Kim Caverman, who's going on the Smoky trip this week. Brother Bear, Jill Lane. Jill Land, who, happy birthday, Jill. It's your birthday today. E.J. Newell, Becky Winger, Helene Prophet, Ten Jones, Bob Esser, Kathy Kennison, who's going on our, um, she's going on the Pictured Rock Kayak Tour, and she's going to Isle Royale. Jeff Nyman, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Lisa Pruitt, Mike Pellett, Brad Wolf, Suzanne Johnson, Jerry Brucia, John Phillips, Shirley Nutt, and Rick Hornick. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon's a secure platform. It's a website that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail Podcast, and as a little $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. We'll also be going live a lot on our Patreon page from all the places that we'll be at from now on with the Airstream. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, all the big ones, Google Play, all your favorite podcatchers. If we're not on that, please let us know. We'll get on that one for you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and Trust the Trail Facebook page. Remember, the trail does give you everything that you need. So, Trust the trail, you guys. Bye. Bye.